So I kind of struggled with this this morning, but I keep going right back to it. So, 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 4, and I'm going to begin at verse number 13. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse number 13. This is not a typical Sunday morning message, but I believe one that everyone should hear. Amen. But I would not have you to be ignorant. That doesn't mean stupid. It just means you may not have heard or may not have known or understood something. So you were not aware of something. All right? But I would not have you to be ignorant or unaware, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those that have passed on, those that have expired, those who have died. It's not talking about someone who's sleeping. It's talking about someone who has passed away. That have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Christ or Jesus, which are dead in Jesus, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, everybody say alive, we which are alive and remain, everybody say remain. Amen. There are two prerequisites, that's those that are alive, but also those that remain. Until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or not uh, uh, precede them which are dead or asleep. Passed on. Verse number 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Yes. Then we which are alive and Remain. Everybody say alive and remain. Alive and remain. Shall be caught up together yes, with them yes, in the sir. clouds yes, to sir. meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord while you're being seated again? Amen. And amen. You couldn't have paid me. Uh, I wouldn't have never thought I would be preaching this subject uh, this morning. Uh, but here we are. Uh, some people are not aware, or as the scripture have termed in the uh, King James language, old English language, People are ignorant, not, uh, they, they do not understand or recognize anything concerning what this passage of scripture is talking about and referring to. Many people are under the impression that uh, the one day the world will just completely end or, and there will be nothing, nothing left. And there are many uh, apocalyptic type of movies, the apocalypse and all these other fictional movies 
that depict the end of all mankind, the, the end of existence as we know it. Uh, many will uh, show pictures and uh, uh, videos and movies of uh, a, a, a nuclear war that pretty much wiped everything out and then people walking around like zombies or something crazy like that, you know. Or some sort of Star War, Star Trek type of thing where the force is with you. I don't know. There's no force with me. I don't, I don't know the force. I do know the source, though. The source is with me. <laughs> He's the source. Amen. It's not something. It is a, the one that created all things. Amen. Everything. And so, uh, as it is, uh, people are, they are more in tune to the fictional uh, features that, that we see on the Bluetooth or the screens now. You can't call it Bluetooth now. And, and uh, we, we, people are ignorant of what the scripture holds concerning the future. We uh, don't know everything that God has entailed. And so a lot of times when people go to the book of Revelation, they think it's a horror story. They think it's some some smooth, mystical or spooky thing, and people want to stay the book of Revelation, they want to stay away from it. And, uh, and so, we, as I said, we get the term uh, uh, the apocalypse. And the word apocalypse is actually the, the, the Greek word, and I want to get all tied up in that, that actually is translated revelation. The apocalypse is nothing but the appearing. It's the coming of Jesus Christ. That's not a horror story, folks, for most of us. Amen. I'm looking for that day. Praise God. I'm so glad that if one day I pass on before this event takes place, that there will be a trumpet that's going to blow. There's going to be a voice that's going to shout, and it's going to say, come up here. Amen. Amen, because uh, that's what I'm living for. That's what I'm existing for. That's the only hope that I have. And other than that, what hope do I have? Some people hope in the stocks and the bonds and, <laughs> and the bonds. <laughs> Before it was the livestock and the barns. You know, you may have everything, everything all in order for your retirement. You better because Social Security, I don't know what, what's going to happen. And people are all up in arms about the presidency and where we're headed as a country. And I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't matter what country you're in. I don't know where the world is headed. Well, I do know. And if I pass on before this event takes place, I, 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 I'm putting my money, I'm investing my time, my energy, and my efforts in making sure I get up out of that grave and be caught up together with him. I believe it. It's not a fairy tale. Some people find it easy to believe in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, green aliens and Whatever. Amen. But the Bible tells us clearly that one day, the way that the earth, 
the world is uh, conditioned in the way that the world is going. And, and it, you know, some say that there's nothing new under the sun. And I know uh, Solomon said that or whatever, but I, we have to keep it in context. But the point is, is that one day everything will change the way you know it. And you may think that it's the end when you go down into the grave, folks, but it is not the end. I had one guy that I worked with. He was a, a co-worker I worked with, and, and um, he was a very intelligent guy. And, and everyone liked him because he had, he, he was, uh, he had good wits, and he was, you know, he had a good sense of humor, and, and he was smart and intelligent. Man, he could pick things up, and, I mean, he can do like four or five things all at once, and, and Lou, he was just pretty good. And uh, I, I, my wife and I taught a Bible study to Lou's wife. And, uh, and uh, well, you know, we began to pray for her that she would receive the Holy Ghost. Did she ever, was she ever baptized? I don't remember. But she, you know, we prayed for her. And he was like, what are you doing to my wife? <laughs> and we were praying that she would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so Lou allowed me to give him some Bible studies on the job. And uh, and I got to talking to Lou and talking to him about God and, and that man it's more than 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 meets the eye and and uh and he, we got to talking about his life and and you know Lou just he was a good guy but he 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 didn't have anything to hope for. All his hope was tied up in this world. And so I began to talk to him, and I, I and, and so I kind of gave went through his life. I said, "So what are you going to do after this?" He talked about uh, achieving in his profession, and and rising up the the ladder. And I said, "Well, what after that? Then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to uh, purchase this home, and I'm going to uh, uh, um, uh, you know, have this for myself." And I, and then he, I just kept on feeding him along and along, and then he said, eventually he said, "And then I'm going to retire." And I said, so what will happen after you retire? What are you going to do? He thought about it. It took him about 10 seconds, and he said, I guess I'll just die. And he was right. And I said, well, what about after that? He said, well, what do you mean, what about after that? That's it. I got news for you. That's not it. Amen. And so Paul was writing to the church in Thessalonica, I'm sorry. He was writing to this church that he was telling the people of God, hey, there is hope if you are in Christ Jesus. When you go down in the grave, that's not it. And, and if you are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound and you shall be caught up together and we shall meet the Lord in the clouds and forever be with the Lord. Amen. I don't know what you look for. I don't know what, what, what gets you, but that's what I'm looking for. Amen. I've been in this thing for 26 years, going on 27 years, and, and I'm still remaining. So I, I want to preach this in this context. We which are alive, but it's not just everyone who's alive, because you have to be in Christ. The Bible tells us how I can get in Christ. 
We are baptized into Christ. Those that are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. When I go down in the water in Jesus' name, I'm not just getting wet. I'm not just participating in a religious program. When I go down in the name of Jesus Christ, when I'm baptized in the water in his name, I'm putting on Christ. Now I'm in Christ. But something wonderful happened as well. Not only was did I put on Christ, I was filled with Christ. And then he became resident inside of me. So now I'm in God and God is in me. And what a wonderful thing that is. That's what the Bible means by being born again. Born of the water and of the spirit. Hey, the scripture tells us except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he can enter into the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter what your social background is, what your financial status is. If you haven't been born again, you will not enter into the kingdom. Hallelujah. He makes it plain, but he makes it easy. I'm so glad he did not make this thing complicated. I'm so glad he didn't make this thing so hard that I would have to figure it out. I'm so glad I don't have to be an Einstein. Amen. Seemed like I lost everything in here. So, as it is, I am waiting for that day. Whether I'm passed on or alive and everybody said remain i was kind of to be quite honest i've been taken back by this passage of scripture because i didn't quite figure out what he meant by alive and remain because i personally believe this is an event that will transpire before i should say all hell break loose on earth called the tribulation period, etc. And if this is going to happen before then, I was wondering, why does it say and remain? But I'm, I'm, I want to keep it in this context. Those that are in Christ, who are alive, and we remain. You see, because I'm telling you what, if we had everybody, everyone in this building, that has ever been a part of us, we wouldn't have room. Do you know how many people we have baptized in this church? Do you know how many people that I pray for personal, some of you pray for a person as a part of this church that have received a baptism of the Holy Ghost over the last 25 years? And I wasn't always passive for 25 years, just to let you know I wasn't. So it's not that we've been passing, whatever. But the point of the matter is, there will be a lot of people. But it's not the one who enter into the race. I've seen some people come 
and they stick around for a month, maybe two months. I've seen some people that come, they, they've come and they, they, they've come for four years, five years, and they given, they've given all that time. And then you don't see them anymore. And I'm like, why would you waste four or five years of your life and your breath and then all decide to throw it away? I'm sorry, after 24, 25, 26, 27, 28 years, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not only going to be alive when he comes, but I'm also going to remain. You can't get rid of me that fast, honey. It doesn't matter what comes along my way. God doesn't have to answer another prayer. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for the long run. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like glue. I'm stuck to Jesus. Amen. The devil will try to pry you away. Troubles will come and try to bombard you. And the world will try to convince you that you are foolish to believe such nonsense. I used to work in the, for about 11 years anyway, the uh, medical profession, the clinical profession, clinical research, and I work with some pretty smart people. And, uh, you know, so some were under the opinion that you know, I was, or people like us, was just in a mode of escapism. We, we are escaping reality. So, when they finished their shift, and they went to their happy hour, and then they got beside themselves, got filled with spirits and wines. Oh, oh, they wasn't escaping anything. But when I got filled with the spirit and new wine, oh, yeah, I escaped. I escaped, all right. I'm not living now to escape. I already escaped. I'm already set free. I was once bound. I was once a prisoner. I was once held captive. But please give me a little, give me a little something up in here, please. You don't have to turn me up out there, but give me something in here. He said, I don't want you to be as others who have no hope. Everybody out there, you can look at the movie stars and, and you can look at the rock stars and, and you can, you can look at the sports stars and you can get all caught up in that and say, I wish I had what they had. When it's all said and done, they're going to look at you and say, I wish I had what they had. I wish I knew, but I was ignorant. I was ignorant. I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers. Don't be ignorant. You better recognize who you are, what you have, what you are a part of. You are better than any of those people out there. Hey. I 
said I was baptized into Christ. He identifies with me. I have his name. I have his blood. I have his spirit. I have his grace. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that we were dead in trespasses and sins. I was walking. I was living. But I was dead. In other words, I was just existing. He said, but you've been quickened, made alive by the spirit of the living God. I once was dead. I once was lost. I once couldn't see my way. I didn't have any hope. I didn't have a future. You may not have ever, ever, ever amount to anything according to this society. You may always live from paycheck to paycheck. But as long as you are investing in your eternal future. I was dead, but now I'm alive. He said, those that are alive and remain. I had a question for you. Do you have any staying power? I said, do you have any staying power? Because a lot of people, they come and they go. They come and they go. If this is your first time here, it's not about just a church building. It's not about being just a church person or somebody that attends church. It's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than the building. We are a part of the kingdom of God. And it may not look so great. It may not look so fancy right now. But you hold on, honey. You haven't seen anything yet. Do you, under, do you understand the most valuable things are hidden? When I was a kid, I used to think about, man, I can just go out into my yard and then I can just dig, some, dig up some gold. Or Now, you, you know, I was a kid now. And I, I'm serious. A couple of times I went out in the yard and I, my, my parents didn't know it. I started digging around. I, you know, maybe I'll find something good, something valuable. They didn't tell me you couldn't find valuable things just out in your backyard. If you want something valuable, something precious, you're going to have to search for it. It's rare. You're going to have to go into some dark areas probably. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to have to go into some places no one is willing to go. You're going to have to make some sacrifices some aren't willing to make. And God is like that. It's valuable. It's valuable. And the more you put into it, 
like with everything, the more you get out of it. It's like those people, Brian, that go to the banks and they want to come and draw money. I know they don't have any money in there. They want to complain to the teller and the bank manager. Give me the manager. You ain't put anything in there. Everybody want to get something out. And the thing is, if you don't have anything in and you try to take something out, it's going to cost you a whole lot more. And a lot of times you can't afford it. Really? You're stuck for life. But if you put something in, that's how it is with people, you know, with, with lawns, you know, say, man, my, whatever you put, you know, I know it's always green on the other side, right? You know, the grass is always green on the other side. That's because the person on the other side put a whole lot into it, right, Frank? I come to Frank's house, I get jealous. Man, he has grass that you can lay on like carpet. Plush. Ends up just right. You know what I mean? I'm talking about in the winter. Everybody else had three feet of snow and you just see green on. Crazy, right? Snow don't even come around on this stuff. My stuff look like I'm in Arizona. It's all everything brown. Everything brown. Hallelujah. I spray, I spray green paint on it. <laughs> it's always greener on the other side because the person on the other side put a lot into it. Don't ever say that, this thing is not worth it. You put into the kingdom of God. You see how worth You'll get benefits. You'll get reward. People, people always want God to do something for them. You know, give me, come on, God. If you're really real, like he's going to fall for that, right? <laughs> you know, I, I used to try that with God before I got to know him. All right, God, I, you, you're really real. Prove it. I want this job. I want this. I want everything lined up like this. I want this way. And if you don't do it, I don't know. Stop pouting. You're not God. Some of us still do it. <laughs> and it still doesn't work. Like we're going to bribe God like he's like, he, oh, duh, I'm God. I guess I got to prove myself. No, he doesn't do it that way. What you put in. You put into the things of God. We want God, 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 come on, God, you give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, without giving to him. Oh, hallelujah. Got quiet now. See, it doesn't look inviting from the outside. Man, you mean I got to come to God or I got to give up my... Fill in the blanks. And some of y'all got scared. Oh, oh, please, please don't say, please don't say what I think you're going to say. Oh, no, I'm going to give up this. No, don't calm down. Whatever you thought you were going to have to give up, that's the thing that God is trying to get you to give up. <laughs> Thou sayest. <laughs> yeah. 
He said, you know what? You give me your sorrow. I'll give you some joy. Uh-huh. See, every time that God tells you to give, he's going to put back in. If we empty out, he's going to fill up. And everything we try to fill ourselves up with, all it does is make us miserable. Feeling bad. Feeling low. Feeling depressed. Feeling unrighteous. Feeling unloved. Ah, some of you turn me off. Mm -hmm. And this is it. Feeling hopeless. I'll never make it. He'll never accept me because of this. The problem is he accepts you with that, but he... he, (laughs) But he loves you enough to say, hey, let me help you out here. I got a two-year-old granddaughter. She got enough sense to know that that stuff that, that she, you know, I'm sorry for being graphic, you know, but we, we all do. I, come on, everybody has to do it, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, you're probably medically in trouble. <laughs> you know, she goes to the bathroom in a, in a pamper, pull up, whatever. She knows that it's not right. She knows it's a mess. She did it. And she was glad she did it, but then it was like, oh, no. Could somebody clean this mess up? I got a question for you. You can't clean yourself up just like a little baby can't clean herself up. But your heavenly father, who knows your frame and who you are, he's able to, come on, let me take care of you. No, that's not right. But I can get you right. Let me take care of you. That's the father that we serve. That's the God that we live for. Let me get back to the message now. And that's that God that says, you know what? He said, I'm not willing that any should perish. I don't know if I can be saved. God God is not willing. It is God's will for everyone. Not everyone is not going to be saved. But it's, it's God's will, his desire, his intention for every single person. Everyone. When Jesus did what he did for you and I. It was for everyone. And some people think, I'll never get out of this. I'll never be able to. No, 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 no. There's hope for you. If you're in Christ, if you make a decision to give your life to him, if you repent of your sin, You decide to turn around. That's all. That means, uh, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. You see, one time, to be honest, I like what I did. Right? I'm I'm great, you know, I'm great to mess some of you up. I used to like getting high. I used to like the liquor I drank. 
I used to like those parties I went to. Don't try to act like you didn't. You liked it, that's why you were there. Some of you are still liking it. <laughs> Sorry. But I decided one day, you know what? God, I don't want it anymore. I'm willing to give my life to you. You see, that's all repentance is. I didn't have the power to change my life. You know you don't have the power to change your life. That's why you mess up every New Year's resolution you ever had. Because you don't have the power. But I know someone that has the power. And if I can surrender my life, he can give me life. When I surrender my life, where I was dead in trespasses and sins, he's able to give me life. That life will sustain me, Sister Katharina, and that life gives me hope. And now they which are alive, everybody say alive. Alive. And remain, everybody say remain. Hey, when I got in this thing, I've decided I'm in it for the long haul. I see people, they come, and I see people, they go. But he said, they which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. I I know if you've been around any religious circles, or any, uh, how would I say, industries, uh, entertainment primarily, that will mock the coming of the Lord. And so regardless of what circle you find yourself in, you've heard more than likely about the coming of the Lord. You've heard about what we term the rapture or the catching away of the saints. Some people say the rapture, the rapture is not even in the Bible. No, the word rapture isn't, but the concept, the principle is there. We're just ready. Be caught up to meet him. Now, I don't know what you're living for. I don't know what you hope in. I don't know where, what your investments are in. What I do know is that my Bible is real. And the words in the scripture are true. And I have hope. Not be not not fantasy. Not dream. Now some people wish this will happen to them. No, he no, I mean there there is a prerequisite. Everybody's not going up. I'm sorry. You have to be in Christ. If you've never decided, you know what? I do not like the condition I'm in. The Bible says all have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. That's not a person that ever attended the church. Never. Not one single person. It was ever sinless. We all fall. We all in the same boat. There was only one sinless one. And his name is Jesus. And that's why when I'm baptized, 
and water. I'm baptized into Christ. I'm baptized in his name. I take on his name. I take on his death. When I surrender my spirit, my heart, my life to him, God promises to fill me with the gift of his spirit that takes up residence. And what I couldn't do, now the power of God resides in me. I couldn't stop doing certain things. But now that the Holy Ghost is in me, drink. Some people say, I can't stop drinking. Let me tell you, you fill yourself with his spirit. Some people can't stop smoking. I smoked. I haven't had a... No, it's gone. Now, some people decide they want support groups. I don't need a support group. I've been delivered. I've been set free. And so now I'm alive. Now I'm alive. And I've decided I'm going to remain. You're in this building and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. The invitation is for you. I'm not trying to force you curse you, brainwash you, or anything else. I'm not trying to scare you into heaven. What I am saying is that God's free gift is available for you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your background is. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday or even this morning. You decide, you know what? I want to give my life totally to him. I acknowledge what I am, where I am, the things I've done. God, I can't do anything to change myself. I can change my mind. God will do the rest. The invitation is yours. We can baptize you today. We can baptize you tomorrow. We can baptize you next week. You've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God can fill you right where you are. You don't even have to get up out of your chair. God will fill you with the gift of his spirit and he'll confirm it for supernatural evidence where he takes up residence. It's available to each and every one. I have a question for you. Do you know that you'll be ready for this day? The Bible says the trumpet will sound there will be a shout dead in Christ will rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up now is not the time to leave the church I'm not talking about leave church services I'm talking about the church coming to church services is only an evidence that I'm a part of the church Won't you stand, please? Some of you have been living for God maybe for a while, maybe for a few months, 
Some have been living for God for a couple of years. I have a question for you. Some of you have been living for God maybe a decade or even two. I have a question for you. Do you have this hope? Do you have this hope? You see, repentance is not a one-time thing. We live a life of repentance. Our desire is to stay in Him. I'm going to open up this altar. But I just want you to lift your hands, everybody, right where you are. Just close your eyes, lift your hands. Just begin to talk to Him. Each of us have some sort of inkling and know where we are. We know what we are involved in. We, we know our shortcomings. Amen. We know the things that consume our mind and our heart. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. That you would give us staying power resist the enemy, Lord, that's trying to pull us away. God, I pray for every guest, every newcomer. Lord, I pray for their spiritual well-being, their spiritual growth and development. Pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that your grace, Lord, would carry them through. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would lose conviction upon those, Lord, that would need to receive. Those, Lord, that would need your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We'll begin to pray, church. Won't you begin to pray? Hallelujah, right now, in Jesus' name. Mando roho boho shandile kahamakai. Yeki ando roho boho Come on, if you need to repent of anything, this is the time. No one's going to judge you. In Jesus' name, we're all in the same boat. There's none righteous, no, not one. Come on, won't you talk to him if you need to repent? Come on, in Jesus' name. God, forgive us for our sin. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for the direction that we've chosen to go in. God, we pray that you will lose your grace in these lives. In Jesus' name, lose your conviction, your heartbeat. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's pray.